Welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Fun is Fundamental is a podcast for those who realize that the enjoyment of life is about having something deep in our souls which lights our fire. It's for those who maybe have lost that fire and feel like they are missing out on the pleasures of life. In each episode, I will share recent fun activities and focus on why having fun is essential for good health. I'm your host, Alenia, and I invite you to take this journey with me and join the pleasure-seeking movement. Good morning, Amir. How are you doing today? I am doing great. And uh, your your book is called From Suicidal to Serene, and we'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about how that came about. Sure. So there are two parts to it. One is how I was from my childhood and then my healing or development generally start from 2015. So where do you want me to start? The very initially, how I came to be the way I was or when I started growing? Well, I guess just like a little bit, just so, you know, I guess it's helpful to understand for people to understand just like a little bit of where where you came from, like what were the major themes of your life uh, that made you need feel the need to uh, change start changing your life in two thousand fifteen. Okay, so I had physical, mental, and emotional ailment since childhood. I experienced fear, anger resentment, bitterness, envy, jealousy, all those negative emotions on a predominant basis. And sick mind leads to sick body and vice versa. And as such, I develop some physical ailment like chronic constipation, frequent urination, chronic cough, and other issues. And this sick body and sick mind wreak havoc on all parts of my life, from social life to personal life to job, sleep, you name it. And I was so miserable that I wanted to commit suicide, especially from 2001 and 2002. And that's how the name come as a reference, suicidal. So, and the reason for all those was I went through complex trauma in my childhood. Uh, and of course, I was programmed negatively, genetically and environmentally both. So I was in a bad vibration, bad energy, how you want to call, and caught into a vicious cycle when cause become effect and effect become cause. So the attracting of bad circumstances, bad people, all those things. And that's how my life goes on and on and I had no desire to be alive whatsoever and it went on till 2015 from 2015 funny how life works I got married don't know why don't ask me why I got married but I I knew I could not support my family on the income I was making so I wanted to improve my income and I knew I was not strong physically and mentally, so I got enrolled into personal development program coached by Bob Proctor. So the in so the goal was to improve my income, not necessarily myself, because I didn't know 
I had anything to improve. I didn't know at that time. But at the end, when, when the course ended, I was still unhappy, sick, and broke. But it gave me one thing. That's the one thing. And that is a hope and understanding. Hope that doesn't have to be that way when I have the power within. And I can create my life, I can change my life. And from there, my healing and self-development journey started. And around eight years, I would say 2022, I improved my life, my happiness, health, all that. But to do that, I went through so many modalities and therapies. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I remember you talking about, you know, you're talking about like it brought you some hope and you had talked a little bit about uh, in your book about be feeling like a victim. Um, do you want to talk? Can we talk a little bit about about that? What? what why? Why do you th feel like you felt like a victim? Yeah. So the reason I felt like a victim, because I had a habit of looking at somebody else. Okay, so person A, person B have so much money or they are healthy or they're living a life or they're traveling. So why can't I have what they have? And that was my pattern. So of course, when you compare some, somebody else, then you feel victim. Where you're going to compare to somebody, you know, who always look or seem, you know, rich or happy or healthy. It doesn't mean they are. Because, of course, look can be deceiving. But that was, you know, the way of my cognition works, always comparing other people. And then at the end, of course, I'm the victim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I when I was reading the book, I kept on thinking, like, you, there kept on being, like, these people that would come into your life that were helpful. And I remember thinking, oh, well, that was really lucky. But obviously you didn't, you couldn't see it in that way. Like people from the outside are going to see things differently for sure. Yeah, because uh, people did help me from time to time. But the thing is, I did not see a big change that, you know, I can be grateful for like health, happiness and all this. So, uh, yeah, person A helped me, but look where I am. I still am broke, unhappy, sick, and poor. You know what I mean? It's kind mm -hmm. of a cognitive, cognitive uh, distortion. But let me just give you one thing. Uh, I did receive 55 sessions of cognitive behavioral therapy, but did not help me. And it's not that cognitive behavioral therapy is bad. It's not. But the problem I had, the cause I had was trauma and negative programming in my subconscious mind. And cognitive behavioral therapy do not help with the issues lies deep in subconscious. EMDR therapy and hypnotherapy does. And eventually I got them at some stage and they helped me. So mm -hmm. it depends uh, what problem you have. We are all individual, we are all unique. So depending what we need, you know, I didn't know what I needed, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I think most people, we, most people only have like a very surface level of like what the possibilities are in, um, 
in psychotherapy uh but there's actually like so many different like i don't know what the words i'm looking for but like uh pra practices i guess i that's that's a word that could work for it you know that like can explore deeper down kind of things uh i know for myself a lot of the things that have come up uh, when i've done therapy they talk a lot about like feeling things in your body because we like a lot of times we disconnect from our bodies but that can kind of like hold like some secrets to like what's actually happening deep down <laughs> yeah uh yeah so uh, to answer your question like psychiatrist uh two things i'll, I'll like to mention so i took almost any psychiatric medicine you can think of abelify paxil Zoloft, Respardel, Depakort, Lithium, Effexor, Xanax. And none of medicines seemed to help me. What they were doing, they numb my mind so I cannot think negative thought and okay. The problem with is first I had to go through some side effect like dry mouth, being anxious, sleepiness, and I was not, I could not function productively and creatively. That was the problem. And second problem is psychiatrists, most of them, at least in my experience, they send you to cognitive behavior therapy because they don't know the difference between these therapies because obviously they are trained as a psychiatrist to, to prescribe medicine. If they do therapy, they don't know the difference between you know all those therapies and what is suitable for some person. So here is kind of a uh, gap there in conventional medicine. Uh, that they don't know. And mm -hmm. I didn't know either, but I had to go through trial and error to learn about that. Yeah. Well, and it also reminds me of like, you talk about definitely like food um, and how that helped you. Uh, and that's another thing, like doc regular doctors don't, they barely scratch like the surface of like nutrition in their practices. And so once again, like traditional medicine either psycho psychotherapy medicine or traditional uh, medical medicine physical medicine it often is just not really getting getting to the root problems um i remember you you had talked about um i think in our previous conversation about seeing a functional medicine doctor um can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so functional medicine is getting more and more popular the only, only drawbacks are to most insurance companies uh, or most functional medicine doctor rather don't take any insurance. So you have to pay from your pocket, which I did. And I did happily because I see as an investment uh, to improve my health. So that's one. And second, there aren't many, but uh, it's called personalized medicine. And so basically we are all unique. So they go through your whole a history about parents, grandparents, how, you know, some, something affected you, your trauma, your life, your hobbies, your interest, so much. And that's how they learn and they help you. Then he also prescribe you some supplements too, which are helpful instead of giving, handing you a pill. So I find functional medicine very helpful. It's helped me a lot. Uh, they found out uh, I was allergic to gluten, so I stopped that, eating once a week. Uh, 
I had to do some fasting. I was pre-diabetic level. So I started doing a fasting twice a day. So I can go on and on exercising, uh, walking more, all those things. So they are really great. And I think, uh, and I, that's what the problem is, you know, even the medicine field is very behind. We, I mean, they have to do more and more functional medicine doctor so people can heal, not just manage. So that's what I, I believe. Yeah, it, there's definitely a lot of just management of symptoms and things like that in modern medicine. You know, they talk about how if you are in a car accident, Western medicine is amazing. Like they're, <laughs> they can like save you from debilitating, you know, things, you know, but for the, these long-term chronic issues that most Americans are dealing with, they're not great. <laughs> you are absolutely right. They are great in two things. Number one, if you have an accident or surgeries, they do a great job. No question about that. And second, diagnostic, whether the lab test, blood test, stool test, they do a great with testing. But that's all this limitation. So the site testing, diagnostic, and surgeries, uh, they don't do much except measurements of symptom, unfortunately. So we have to, uh, you know, move forward. From a symptom to a cause model, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, in this conversation, it, it kind of reminds me of because you you talk a lot about like how you wanted income, but like ail your ailments were like such an issue. And they talk, you know, there's that saying that health is wealth, you know. And like now, now you pro you feel so much more wealthy now. I'm sure that now that you feel healthier, right? <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do. I feel much, much better. So no question about that. You know, I feel grateful. I feel, uh, I feel bliss. I feel, you know, all those good emotion. No question about that. Yeah. Um, you talk a lot about, you know, there's like a lot of things that you talk about that helped you with uh, getting better. You talk about food, you talk about forest bathing, supplements, mindset, journaling, like so many things. What five things do you think had like the biggest impact on your health? Okay, so let me share five things in the order that helped me the most. So first, meditation. I am doing medit start meditating for more than two years. And I meditate every single day, an hour a day. So that's one. Second, connecting myself with my body through nature. And of course, the word is forest bathing. I love it. I simply love it. Helped me a lot. And it's, of course, cost effective. <laughs> and, and third is food, of course. Eating a healthy diet can make you feel great if you eat the whole food. The right proportion of protein, fiber, healthy fat, less carbohydrate, all that is great. Some limitation in the food, but that's third is food. And fourth, uh, reading a book helps me a lot. When you read a book, it just uh, it makes your mind uh, change from hopelessness to 
hope mindset to what's possible, not what it is, what it is. It it gives you understanding. So that's fourth. Uh, last, I was doing a Reiki. Uh, Reiki helped me a lot for my chakra healing, all those. But I don't do anymore. I think pretty much heal. Now I do more of like, you know, fun thing. So let's just say something playful. Could be anything, uh, depending, you know, what you find playful, something to make you feel good. So let's just say five things are playful, which can be unique to any individual. Well, yeah, the having that lightness in your life definitely is good for good for everyone. I mean, I have this podcast for that reason. Like, I want people to have more of that feeling of light lightness in their lives, you know, because we're so serious. Everyone's so serious, you know. So yeah, that's great. Um, going back to meditation, I have heard that, you know, that you have the blue zones. And one of the things that they have in common the most is is meditation or prayer or like, you know, having those times to just be like quiet with themselves, you know, and not just like having that peace and calm. Uh, so that that's interesting that that's your number one of like the yep. thing that helped you the most. Yep. That is correct. Number one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that makes. OK. <laughs> yeah. When do you think folks should stop white knuckling it and seek outside help? Well, that's a great question, but it's more of an individual question because every situation is individual. But I think if somebody having a problem, they've been trying without success, they should seek outside help. And when I mean outside help, meaning more of a professional help. Sure, your friends and family can help you and you should confide in them. Professional help, uh, if you get the right one, can at least mix a wonder in your life. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would you say like a typical day is like for you? Typical day, actually, it's not really a typical day because, so basically, I'm in a transition. Uh, I still do work as a part-time client repair contractor, so I do job uh, on my own convenience. So I do that, not every day, but I do. And then other time, I focus on improving myself. Of course, meditating uh, in nature, improving my speech skills. I joined Toastmaster. Uh, to deliver speeches. So I already delivered two speeches. I plan to do a more in various platform that I write blog. Uh, so it depends. I don't have a typical day in a way, but I mean, I try to mix a performance and pleasure in the same day. So maybe mm -hmm. get some pleasure and some uh, productivity in my day, you know, if possible. Mm -hmm. And of course, particular be work or, you know, reaching towards my goal, be more effective as a leader or communicator in any way I could to, to improve, to better myself. Mm -hmm. And what, what, what do you think is next on your journey? Like, what are you still struggling with? What are you still working on? Uh, I struggle with some challenges. So I used to be a reactive person. Now 
I, I mostly respond to people, condition, and circumstances instead of reacting. But there are still some pattern of some situation I get reacted to being a human being. So one is a traffic, being in a traffic. I think it was a, it's like, you know, my lifetime challenge. I improved a whole lot, but I think at this point, I'm, it's not that bad, but driving is not my strong suits. Let's just say that, you know, so that's one. And of course, certain behavior uh, react to like hypocrisy, judgmental, I still get reactive instead of being uh, responding. But that's the challenges, you know, I still have three or four, I think. So I'm working on it though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you talk about how it, it is a journey. So it's like, there's always going to be something to, some way to grow, some way to change. That's part of being human and, and living. So, yeah. It, it makes sense, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and your second question was, what's next in my journey? So, as I said, same thing. So, my message, as you know, it's all about healing and happiness. And growth is a journey, not a destination. And second uh, part of message is, once you improve any one area, I just say you improve your emotional health, it's going to improve your whole life in more or less way. So that's the message. And now what I'm doing, uh, my next journey is to spread my message across as many platforms possible. May it be a blog, podcast, being a, a guest, uh, speaking, blogging, anything can I do. So uh, that's the message for that's what I'm committed to. Yeah. When what did you decide to write your book and when was it released? It was released on October 2022. And it took me a year to write. And the reason I write, I tell you why I write wrote my book. So my book is a hybrid. It's a part memoir and part self-help book. And the reason I designed this way is so on a story, we all like stories, story of crime, how somebody become a happier or healthier or beat the odds or beat cancer or anything. So we always like story being a human being and that can inspire. But other thing is inspiration without action is entertainment. So what's the point, you know, I get inspired, but I don't have anything to act on or I don't act. So I designed my book have inspiration with the stories, but also I shared modalities, therapies uh, that people can use resources to better themselves, whatever resonated with them. So that's why I wrote the book. And I always, I read many, many books and all the books I read, they have only one dimension, either the mindset or food, not complete dimension. So I thought if I had the book I wrote, it would help me heal faster. So no, I did not have that book for myself, but I made sure this book be available for someone else like in my position. But mm -hmm. that was the purpose. That's why I did what I did. Well, yeah, we are, you know, like whole, whole beings. And 
the fact that a lot of times things get kind of broken up, you know, I understand like partly why, cause it's like easy to, maybe it's like easier to like digest it because it's, because it's so complicated, but it's, but we can't like simplify what it is to be healthy. And so it is, you know, you know, it is com complex, but yeah, I, I'm glad you saw a need, a, a, a need, something that was missing in the market and, you know, just went out there and did it. Yeah. That's part of, you know, my purpose is since you mentioned it, I also discovered my purpose too in 2022. Uh, my purpose is to share my understanding with others from the peacefulness I find in nature. So once I discovered my purpose, my book aligned with my purpose and not just book, even my goals and my vision, they all drive from my, my purpose. Mm -hmm. So, so you have your book and your blog and then you've, you've been doing kind of some publicity kind of, uh, kind of things where you're going a podcast and things like that. Uh, is there anything else that you are, are thinking ahead of like what, other other things that you want to do to also try to help other folks uh, through what you know what you you dealt with yeah so i plan to be a life coach because i always thought that the coaches out there they are doing a phenomenal job no question about that and life coaching profession evolved a whole lot whole lot so mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a joke you know oh i want to be a i want to be a coach what coach football coach People used to laugh, but now we have a life coach. And I believe I can be a, a good life coach because I have been been there and done that. So many things, emotionally, physically, all those. And I want to get certified. It's just like I try to do one thing at a time. So mm -hmm. uh, I plan to be a life coach. I plan to be a speaker, uh, both by end of the, this year or maybe early uh, next year. I'm working on it. It just... Maybe I'm not working as fast as maybe I should, but yeah. So these two things, uh, I think I can uh, impact individually and also mm -hmm. collectively. Yeah, That's definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not, there's no like race because there's no end destination. So, you know, if it takes an another year, like that's, that's cool. That's your pace. Like, and you know, Obviously, I think in your in your like reading through your book, like it seems like you've have a lot more grace for yourself that like you're like being like, yeah, it's, it might be, you know, a year. That's OK. <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we go back to uh, fun? What are some of the things that you you like to do for fun? Sure. That's the best part, I should say, because performance is good. But pleasure is really great, you know. So now you mentioned about fun. I like to do many things for fun. And and, and basically the way I see when I do fun thing, I am more productive. That's how I see. So not only I feel fulfilled, I feel more joy. And let me tell you what fun I feel in my body. So my, like, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know how. So let me just share one fun thing for me, water. I love to be around on mere water. And it's been there since 
childhood. If I go to beach, I can play for hours and hours and hours. And believe you me, I don't get tired. You know how I feel? I feel like a flow state. Literally a flow state. So that's a fun part. Water, ocean, river, lakes. I smell it. I feel it. I touch it. And it just, I want to even live somehow by water. So that's the most fun for me. And people ask me about difference between kayak and a boat. I say kayak is more intimate. So if you've been to both boat and kayak, kayak, you can touch the water. You literally feel the water. It smells strong, you know. Boat is good. It's windy. Both are good. So for me, fun is all about water. That's the most fun. Now, I, of course, like to love watch movies, but not new movies, mostly older movies. In 60s, 70s, Humphrey Bogart, John Wayne, uh, Justin Heston, all the epic movies, 70s, 80s. I, I, I do believe new movies are junkier. I don't watch them, but just me. So movies, water, nature, uh, you know, and, you know, eating healthy food even gives me fun. But water is the topmost, as I said. It's a flow state. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny. I So many of my podcast inter, interview, people I've interviewed, interview interviewees, there we go, um, have talked about their love of water. And, you know, it's funny. Like, I wonder if, like, you know, we're made so much of water. I wonder if it's just like we're just natu like naturally connected to water. Like that, you know, it's like just, it's just instinct or something, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I heard some people say, you know, I like mountain or, or like snow, all those things. But water is the most favorite. At least that's what I heard. And I went through astrologists uh, might done chart and they found in my chart I have a lot of water so no wonder I love water I always have it was the first experience I went to the boat I mean I just literally felt in bliss all those things I I felt bliss a flow state I don't know what's going on I become aware afterwards but that's how I was and I took a trip recently to a cruise a week-long cruise from Baltimore to Bahamas. And I was the first one to go on deck and last one to move from deck to my room. So I didn't do much of a shows. People do shows, songs, those things. I mean, they are good or gambling. I mean, I'm not judging anybody. Everybody has stays. For me, people see, say, oh, you're already here. So literally I was the, on 2,200 people, I was the first one on the deck. And first one to leave from deck. I was just watching water, how it changed color, how when ship leave, they make white, white mark, salt, and how they make their, their leave their mark. The ship was there and just wind and sunrise and sunset. Uh, it's just phenomenal. But that's, that, that, but that's who I am, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to beach, literally on Orlando and Bahamas. I just stay and just uh, on beach, lie down for many, many hours. So that was uh, a great retreat. 
I love it. I simply love it. Yeah. Oh man, there's like nothing like a tropical beach. Like it's like literally, if I if someone is like picture a happy place, automatically closing my eyes and picturing a tropical beach. Like that, it's just like that is heaven right there. <laughs> heaven on earth. <laughs> it is heaven, and you know, I went to Miami. I went to Bahamas, and if you be, so basically, I lived in Michigan. I live in Arizona. I live in Minnesota. Now I live in Virginia. And of course, I live back home in Karachi too. So I've been to many places and I can see the energy. If you go to Miami or Orlando, if people are different vibe, the way they speak, the way they walk, the way they talk, I mean, just so different. If you go to Midwest, people are down. People are just, you know, uh, I don't know. They're not alive to me. And I read a book long time ago about pleasure of philosophy. It's all about geography. If you go to like, like Italy, Spain, uh, Greece, all tropical, people are happier, joyful, playful. If you go to Netherlands, Germany, uh, they're productive. They're, they're, but they're not that alive to me. You know? So that's how I see. So okay. definitely, you know, tropical, uh, that is the heaven for me too. Just wanted to conquer what you said, just to give you, you know, my observation. So tropical and living there is just blessing, you know. So yeah, well, I think there's something about the warmth, but also about like you know I, I, the water, but also about like the warmth and like the sun. You know, like I live in the Seattle area, and I'm a totally different person in the summer than I am in the winter. Like right now, I'm like. I just want to curl. I just want to curl up. I feel more sleepy, you know, because it's it's dark and it's cool, you know, kind of thing, which I think is normal. But like, you know, I'm during the summer and I'm just like, doo, 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 I have so much more energy, <laughs> and, you know, so like I feel like it's like a probably a combination of like being near the water, which is like so nourishing, but also like you just feel more alive when it's warm. <laughs> It is. It is. Yeah. There's no, there's no question about it, you know. So I just love it, you know. And and I wanted to mention about the fun part. Uh, some people think maybe, you know, it's a waste of something. But the more fun you have, I think the more productive you can be. And 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 also, but one, one caveat, I have to say, you have to be in touch with your body and connection. Because it's a body, you know, we feel, we can smell, taste, touch, and feel. So see how you feel, you know. I mean, I know how I felt in Orlando and Bahamas. So not a while ago. Yeah, definitely. I had, some, I had something in my head, now I forgot. Oh, yeah, you were saying something about uh, fun, having fun and being productive. I, you know, that seems to be like really like the research that's coming out seems to say that like we we're not made to be working 40 hour work weeks people are so much like there's so much time wasted when you're required to be at a job for 40 hours a week whereas you could easily do be doing the same amount of work on less hours because it's really just like this amount of time that you're actually productive and so it's just kind of like this idea that like it's not really about like the tasks so much as it is about like 
you know, it, I, I guess that's the thing. I'm, I, I've gotten to the point where I'm kind of like tired of like renting my time in a way, you know, that, that idea, because it's like not really, there's just so, it's so much like wasted time. It's like so much not, not being like actually productive kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. And I believe uh, we are in a kind of a spiritual and human transformation is so much has to be changed. School place, workplace, and same thing with the way we work, but hourly base should be, you know, give you result. So, okay, that's your task. You finish it on your own way. How you do it is up to you. And there should be a better model, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Cause you know, and then when people have the opportunity to like go and do the things that bring them pleasure and joy, and they just can show up to do the work in a, as a different person, as opposed exactly. to just like the, oh, here I am again, you know, kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. You're right. Yeah. Um, I always ask my guests, how do you define fun? Fun is for me, as I said before, that I lose time. I don't know what time is. I'm just completely in a flow state. Just uh, hours goes by and that's how it happened with me. If I go on beach, I don't know what time is. Even seven hours, six hours pass by, I lose, I lost it with time. That's how I define. My whole body feel blissful. My whole organs and head feel blissful. And I feel pleasure in every bone, every tissue in my body. And I look forward to being alive. That's how I define fun. Yeah. Um, I also always ask people what their play personality is. And I'm sorry, I realized I didn't send you the, the list of what the play personalities are. Um, but they are joker, artist, Explorer, kinesthetic, uh, competitor, storyteller, collector, and director. There we go. I think I'm a storyteller. Okay. I think I am storyteller. Well, makes sense. You wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> What is something that is make has made you happy this week? Uh, this week, uh, I delivered a speech at Toastmaster. So, of course, it's not much. But, of course, it's a progress. And I did a good job. So, I, I look forward to delivering more speeches uh, at Toastmaster. And then, finally, on different level. So, that made me happy, of course. I felt great. And of course, uh, it's a winter time. So I like to, I love nature every year throughout the year. But of course, I love nature more in spring and fall. And the reason I do because I can smell, touch, it's a different aroma. I just love spring and fall always. So it's a winter time. I still love it. But now I watch, I get to watch old movies. So, you know, 60s, 70s, I watched a few of them and it just made me, you know, uh, really uh, joyful 
to see the I'm, I'm very observant so I see the cars roar all those things and while I'm watching movie other movie in my mind going on sort of you know I become a part of the movie so how it smell how it live for example in the movie of Humphrey Bogart who have and have not this beach in you know, for that place you know how to go on board so I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm really a part of it, the movie in a way, you know. That's how I watch. It is completely just absorbed into it. So I get to do more in winter time because in fall and spring, I get to do more in nature. Yeah, so definitely. That's what made me happy. So. Yeah. What makes you laugh? I l- laugh in a small thing. People say, oh, it's nothing. Even it's stupid, you know. But somehow I get to laugh, even as even a crude joke, even a stupid joke. But I get to laugh a lot. So just you know, I went to a, a grocery shop uh, last week, and the guy said, "Man, so many people come. When you come, you are laughing, you are cheerful. You know." He gave me a comment, and it's good to see you. You know. So uh, there you go. You know, I get to laugh even for no reason. Even for stupid reason, but but that's how what I become. I wasn't like that, but that's what I become. So there you have it. Well, I mean, sometimes <laughs> like just like this, the smallest things can just be like so so silly and fun, and it's good to find humor in everything. Yeah, that's correct. I agree. I agree. Even if you, I mean, there are videos on YouTube. I mean, only people are laughing. For no reason. So even if you laugh for no reason, and if you are humorous for no reason, yeah, it's least tension. So two things, you know, I would say they're not uh, very a tool to growth, but humor and fun can make your life much better. Mm-hmm. Where is, where would be like your dream vacation? God, somewhere in Tropic, somewhere in tropic. Uh, it could be Bahamas, could be Miami, I mean Jamaica, I don't care, or <laughs> South America. Just tropic, you know, and I throw my phone away, no phone. I don't want a phone. I don't care if they gave me free phone, just throw away my phone and tropic and just walking on beach. Uh even if I get to sleep outside, and I know it's kind of a funny, but I used to sleep in balcony for when I live in an apartment. So uh, eight months, I just love being nature, you know. So that's my dream vacation: just eat healthy food, uh, on beach, reading in sun, just playing with the wave, taking kayak. That's my ideal vacation. Somewhere in tropic. No question about that. Yeah. With no phone, with no phone and nothing to contact me. I just, I mean, I don't know. I'm part of Tropic. Yeah. <laughs> and forget all, all of the worries in the world. <laughs> yes, that's all. And, and hopefully I can sleep outside too. Maybe in a tree or maybe in the beach, not in the room. You know, I don't care for room or houses, walls. I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of music do you like? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I like, you know, all kinds of music, depending on my mood. 
me i love country music depending if i'm mood i love uh popular music uh i love uh classical old oldies i love ghost music uh i love even movie from india hindi movie film i love ghost music uh it depends on my mood but i'm not particular to any music and since you mentioned this topic when i wake up i try to turn on the music uh in my youtube it just uh, makes me a different vibe i use music uh to uplift me i do but depending on mood i i am uh so i change different music but i'm i don't discriminate any music i love music yeah do you have any guilty pleasures guilty pleasure uh well <clears throat> like food uh i know sometime i eat even gluten food and all those high cholesterol food but now i think i used to feel guilty not anymore so when i feel guilty i make a conscious choice hey i'm going to drink a coke i just love maybe once in a blue moon or maybe drink uh hard liquor and i don't feel guilty so no i don't feel guilty but it's like you know once i made my mind i'm going to do it i'll do it mm-hmm. i only have pleasure no guilt i funny is you know i used to have a guilt and no pleasure and now i have all pleasure but no guilt no i don't think i feel guilty even if i have so much fun uh even a whole day if i could do i don't feel guilty just pleasure so that's good is- <laughs> yeah uh, so many people feel actual guilt you know uh uh from in- indulging in anything that brings them pleasure um so it's good that you're just like no i'm done with that <laughs> no more guilt but you know why is best i i know what that is because we have a two level of dimension conscious mind and subconscious mind and the problem is sometimes they are not in a harmony so like you know you feel like oh i want to eat this you know a deep fried food just you know yummy food but your mind says no so they always in fight your heart and mind conscious mind and subconscious mind for me you know i grew to a point in most cases my conscious mind and subconscious mind are in harmony so if i decide to do thing my heart and mind my conscious subconscious they are on the same level and i do it without guilt no guilt yeah. so well yeah you obviously you can't have come to the point where you just have given yourself permission to enjoy what you want to enjoy yeah which is I do. great yeah. i do permission yep yeah what's an expensive hobby or like activity that you would love to do someday uh that's a great question because not one or maybe more hobbies um uh, expensive expensive um i don't know about expensive part but like sailing so I love sailing. I took some classes a while back but I did not get chance to practice so I forgot some of it sailing boating of course being the boat uh fishing 
and eating on the boat, uh, uh, camping, safari, I think the expensive, but safari, I want to go a lot. So safari, camping, sailing, swimming, all those things, and maybe going to places like Hawaii, uh, Venice, Italy, all the places. So I don't see as a, uh, yeah, they can be expensive depending, but yeah, that's the experience I, I want to experience, you know. And I'm sure you noticed the common denominator, they all have nature. Yeah. And they almost all have water. I say almost because maybe Safari does not have water, but almost all have water. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Safari would be pretty expensive. And I quite frankly, yeah, everything that has to do with boats is pretty expensive because yeah. boats and like the moorage, like having, you know, a place to put your boat, that's expensive. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I like, unfortunately, you know. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite mode of transportation? Favorite? Oh, I love to walk. I know I may not consider walking, but again, you know, go back to my last vacation uh, in December of last year. Uh, Orlando, Bahamas, Charleston, I walk almost six, seven miles. I was just traveling you know, seeing Charleston, places, Orlando, Bahamas, walking. I mean, I love to walk. Or if it's not walking, then let somebody else drive. Please don't make me drive. Because, <laughs> no, I, I can't drive. If I can, can drive, then I can get angry, you know, depending, of course. I could be horse. I love horse too. So that's yeah. hard. Well, especially like if you are traveling and stuff like that like you want to be able to see things and so no one wants no one wants to be the driver like you know <laughs> that's why walking is so great when you're traveling because you can really see things and I mean the same thing when you're you know when you know in a car like I love being a passenger in a car because I can go and just like look at oh what, what's that person doing over there and like oh hey look at that cute dog you know and things like that and you know you just can see everything but like if you're driving you're not supposed to do that really so much so yeah okay. let me make a one more point you know uh kind of uh make kind of give you a sense so i took a journey from ypsilanti michigan to chicago in an amtrak in around 98 somewhere there i love it because you may not remember you may do at that time you can open your window so oh. i opened my window completely i had a hot chocolate i had a muffin i just watched i had a seat by window i love it and the reason i'm saying this because walking have same thing like same thing with kayak, you touch, you feel all those senses. My senses are so much awake, so much alive. And it's funny, you know, how human being, I always say, getting stupider. We have a smart TV, smartphone, smart car, and stupid human beings. So now they ban, uh, you cannot open your window in your train. And same thing with gas, you cannot cook with your gas. So sometimes I wonder about, you know, I know your show is not about this, but how stupid human being can be 
before we can, you know, become smart like TV, you know. So always say, you know, human being getting a stupider, stupider, you know, you, you can't do all those things sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, common sense is definitely lacking in some people for sure. And then those people without common sense, they ruin it for the rest of us. They do. They do. So like, what do I do? If I go to Amtrak, I cannot even open my window. I don't want to do that. Same thing with walking, you know. So I walk, I love it, you know, and which you cannot do in car, no matter, you know. And second thing is, I felt so great walking six miles. I feel like now I'm healthy, I can walk. So I was grateful. So, and smelling and seeing, you know, all the pleasure, uh, wonderful. I like how you just talked about how you were, you felt so like grateful for being able to walk six miles, you know, because you felt healthy, you know. I did. Yeah. Especially go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I guess just because like when you don't have like great health, that like you know that you shouldn't, you can't take it for granted. I guess you know. Yeah. No, you can't. You can. So always say, you know, money is important, very important to say the least, but so is health and so is happiness. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I always say this, you know, so you have to have a full life, not a half life. Money, but no health, health, no money. I mean, what kind of a life is that? You know, yeah. I mean, and fun. You cannot have fun. Yeah, you can travel to Venice, Italy. But you cannot enjoy Venice if you don't have a senses to smell and feel and touch and walk. So what kind of a fun would that be? You know, mm -hmm. I wonder. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Before we go, I would like to play two, two truths and a lie. So you're going to sure. tell me three things. Two of them are true. One's a lie. And I get to guess which one is a lie. <laughs> You get to guess, right? You get to yeah. guess. Yeah, I'm going to guess. So you're going to tell I me. Have... Yeah. Okay. So uh, three things, right? Three things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So other good news is I am getting married again. That's one. Yep. And second thing is I got an invitation from TED Talk already that they want me to come and speak on the topic of what it means to be happy and healthy. And third, I slept great. When I slept eight hours almost every night and I wake up, I am so energetic, grateful, all that. So there you go. Three things. You tell me the lies and truth. Um, I think the lie is that you're getting married again. Yes, you got it. I'm yep, that's the lie. All right. That is the lie. You you must tell me about TED Talk. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I want to hear. I want to hear about you doing it. You're going to do a TED talk. That's so exciting. Yeah, but that's a lie too. Unfortunately, oh, two, there were two lies. Okay, <laughs> two, two, two lies. I yes. think I realized that. 
Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer too. But, uh, you know, it's a bummer. So, of course, the last thing is truth. Yeah. I mean, objective reasoning, you know, so two lies, but has to be true. And it yes, is true. Yes, yes. So, well, that one I was just like, well, that's got to be true because, you know. I, that that I, is true. That is like, true. Yeah. I feel like that's where you're you're, com you're coming from. I'm like, oh, yeah, that has to be true. <laughs> so it means I am an actor, but I'm not a good actor. So I guess, I, I guess I'm an average actor. I try to act. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Where can uh, the audience find you, connect with you? Okay. So I have a website and website name is same name as my book. From suicidal to serene.com. My website, you can go through my book links. They're being sold. They can find a bi-weekly blogs. They can, furthermore, they even can find uh, all the podcasts I have been appeared and they're already aired, their links. And last but not least, uh, I am offering a two-page guide. It has the tips, uh, two or three tips, call to action that somebody can start doing it, uh, improving their body and mind. And by the way, this guide is not part of my book. I created uh, once I wrote the book. So anybody can enter the email and get it. All in my website from suicidal to serene.com. Nice. All right. Thank you so much for being on today. It was great to talk to you. And I hope that you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. So do you. <laughs> <laughs>